Welcome, everyone, to Episode 6 of State Champs Ohio Extra Point. Here today, we continue our conversation with another big-time head coach and a number 6 team in Division One. More on that in a second. But first, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to l2athletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports including football. We also want to encourage you to check out all our other State Champs podcasts. Wherever you follow us, you can head to Spreaker right now and see all of them. But where you do follow us and listen to us most, be sure to subscribe so you can get those push notifications as soon as we put out this fresh new content. You can follow us on Twitter at State Champs OH. Again, that's at State Champs OH. You can follow me there at Jeremy Otto PXP as in play-by-play. We want to hear from you as well. We've said this throughout several weeks, but if you have an idea about a guest, maybe there's a special interest story out there, an athlete that's done something really great off the field or has come back from a big injury um, or has had troubles in his career and has, has come back and become a great athlete, you know, getting recruited to college. We want to hear those type of stories. We want to share those on the podcast, and we'd love to interview um, whoever is involved with a situation like that. So you can tweet at us at StateChampsOH with that idea. Today, we have the head coach of Upper Arlington. His team is number six in Division One in the latest poll. His name is Justin Buttermore. Coach, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on here today. Your squad obviously rolling coming into this week again. Just, I guess, your overall thoughts on what's been a great start for you guys. Well, you know, we're, we're very happy, obviously, with where we're at. I, I, we feel like we've handled a lot of different situations this year from, you know, back-to-back, you know, two-hour-plus travel nights to um, really some adversity early on. We, we just felt like we've established some momentum, um, and we really needed it. Uh, we're coming off a year. Last year was my first year, and because of COVID, uh, we, we didn't ever quite get things on track. We didn't have the off season we needed to have because we couldn't see the kids. And so, you know, this year was, was a process in a lot of ways. It's like year one and uh, we're really happy that the kids have bought into the process. Uh, we've, we've won in a lot of different ways and really all three phases of the game have had a huge impact uh, on different nights. So it's, uh, it's been a group that's really picked each other up on one side of the ball or, or one of the three phases wasn't uh, playing well. So it's been fun. I guess culture for you as a program now that you're probably really starting to establish maybe now just because of the craziness last year, but I, I guess means what? Um, we just want to play the right way. I mean, for us, we always talk about attitude, effort, and, and toughness. And when we talk about toughness, we're talking about mental toughness as much as physical. You know, it, there's, there's a ton of people that are physically tough, but um, when games get late, when things are tough, when adversity hits, it's really for us more about mental toughness. Uh, than anything else so we preach those things constantly uh, attitude effort toughness and then teamwork um, we, we preach the team philosophy all the time it's it's not always easy to to beat into their heads because let's face it that's not society today i mean everybody um you know is is worried about themselves in a lot of different ways but you know we've got kids that have bought into that and we really feel like you know that that culture is coming around just looking at these scores i mean the defense has been huge for you in, in the last four weeks or so just what have they done to Pitch nearly shutouts every week. Well, we've done a lot of different things. I mean, we, we've gotten there are a few games that we got a lot of stops and, and a lot of three and outs. Uh, the Westville Central game, we were able to get on and off the field really quickly. Uh, but there's several other games that that we've really been kind of bend but don't break. And you know, we're not particularly big. We're we're fairly small in terms of personnel. 
uh, for a Division One team. So, you know, we knew we were going to give up some yardage at times, but we've been great at creating turnovers. You know, we have we've probably created maybe 18 turnovers in six weeks. Um, and, and those have been obviously huge for our defense. So even when we've given up some yardage, we've been able to get off the field and make plays. Last week against Hilliard Bradley, 35-6, to the final score in that one. I know there was some caution on your side there because, you know, yes, their record may be a bit deceiving, but they lost to three of some of the better teams in, in Central Ohio, certainly. Yeah, no doubt about it. We thought coming in that uh, it was the best front seven that we had seen. Uh, their defensive front seven, very athletic, very, very physical. Um, and, you know, we knew we thought it was going to be a one score game either way. And, you know, I, I know it didn't end up like that. Uh, but again, a lot of those things went our way. We, we were able to get off uh, to a good start with a punt return. Uh, we, you know, they kind of drove down the field, but then we forced a, a fumble inside the 10 yard line, which turned into a 95 yard touchdown pass. And, you know, we, we just kind of we did the, some little things that, that really made the score look lopsided. But, you know, they're a good team. Um, they're a team that that uh, we think is going to win several games. Like you said, they've lost to really good teams. Um, so it, that was not expected. The lopsided score certainly wasn't expected. But in terms of what you guys were able to do, that, that's got to be a proud moment for you, right? Knowing, you know, all those things, maybe a, a quote trap game if, if your team just looking at the record. But they did a great job to, you know, compete against some big bodies it sounds like too yeah and they really have they've, they've done a great job we've been undersized in every every game really with the exception of maybe one uh, but our kids battle our kids are playing incredibly hard uh, they're they're playing together as a team they're really picking each other up uh, they're celebrating as a team so you know we, we've been really happy with what we've done we've executed at different in, in different games and different moments uh, at crucial times and it's really kind of helped us build some leads so yeah I mean we're, we're incredibly happy with with where we're at we're, we're happy with what the guys are playing and, and just how they're playing because they're playing like I said a really a really good brand of football that, that we want to play. You talked about the punt return for a touchdown that was Sam Cannon he also had two other touchdowns and a two-point conversion caught in the end zone as well just uh, he was all over the field in that first half what did he do well? Yeah, he's, you know, he's just an explosive player. I mean, he's been really great for us the last four weeks, and he's really great on, on the offensive side of the ball, but he's a really explosive game changer uh, as a special teams guy as well. So, you know, he's Sam's not a very big kid, but he's a straight line. He's very he's fast, uh, but even maybe more important, he's really sudden. His, he's in and out of breaks and in and out of cuts. His lateral movement uh, makes him very, very difficult to handle in the open field. And so if you can get him in some one-on-one -on -one matchups, uh, whether it's on a return or, or in the passing game, uh, he, he's difficult to handle. Carson Griesack, a guy that's been great for you as well, not only kind of doubling as your top running back, but one of your top wide receiver targets as well, nearing 1,000 yards on the ground as it is. What makes him so good at what he does? Well, he's 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 got a great skill set. I mean, he's a... He's got the power of a fullback, but the speed of a tailback. Um, he's really compact runner that, that is low to the ground and always has great leverage. Um, I think he's, his balance is incredibly underrated. He slips through small seams and ends up on one foot, and, and but able to keep his balance and, and make big plays. So, you know, really physical runner. You said it. He's, he's good in the pass game as well and has good hands. Um, and, and certainly he's a guy that wears on defenses. He, he's, you hear people talk about backs that wear you out. Uh, he's a kid that as the game gets late, people don't want to tackle him anymore because they've, they've had to do it all game, and he's he's physical runner. Kind of shifting to your quarterback play, I know there was a battle there for that spot. You know, Monin kind of winning that, but Hayek, on the other hand, shifting to defense. Let's start 
let's start by talking, I guess, with Manin first. What stuck out about him, you know, coming off a long injury recovery? Yeah, you know, he was our starter last year for two games and then broke his collarbone against Bradley. And um, James, as a sophomore, James Haig came in and, and played the remainder of the season, the last six games. So, you know, it was a it truly was an open competition coming into the year. Uh, we weren't sure how that was going to go. They're both baseball players, so we didn't see him a lot during the spring. So it wasn't until the summer that we really got to see him. And, you know, it, Simon was able to win the position, not because of the physical traits necessarily, but but mentally. He was so well prepared. Um, he came in mentally uh, at a different level than he had been a year ago. Um, he understood the offense. And again, part of that is last year was the first year and we didn't get as many practices or spend as much time together as we wanted to. But he had a much better understanding coming in this year of, of not just the run game, but also the pass game. And, you know, it's allowed him to get us in and out of bad plays. If, he, if we don't like the look, it's allowed him to anticipate throws. And uh, it's just made him a much more accurate and, and better passer, but really just a, an all-around better general of the offense. And then Hayek, a guy that had never played defense before, if I have that right now, you know, kind of in a DB, DB spot for you, three interceptions in his first two starts. He took that position by stride, didn't he? Yeah, he did. You know, James is a terrific athlete. He's He hadn't played defense. He may have played it at the lower levels, but hadn't played it in some time. Um, he, he was obviously disappointed. I mean, he wanted to be the starting quarterback like anybody competing for the job does. But, um, you know, I, he got over that. And, and after a couple of days, he realized that, I, hey, I want to start at another position. And so he kind of set his mind to, to find a position that he could go compete for a starting spot. And, you know, he, he does. He's got very played much defense. He's got really good vision and very natural in, in uh, playing the ball. His ball skills are, are terrific. And uh, he's always around. I mean, every he's got those three picks in, in two games, and it's just a result of, like I said, having good vision and being around the ball. But he's he's an excellent athlete that uh, we knew would find a spot, you know, once everything, the dust settled. And you talk about the vision. It helps to play the position, I guess, he was more used to with that, right? You know, just on the other side of the ball, maybe expecting, you know, what the other quarterback might do. No doubt about it. I think, uh, you know, I tell our coaches and our kids all the time, uh, you know, being a defensive back, can only help you as a quarterback or as a wide receiver understand coverage, understand what defenses are trying to do to you. And, and the same is uh, true in the opposite direction. I mean, being a wide receiver should help you have a better understanding of, of coverage and, and playing defense and how you have to defend routes. So, you know, I think that that we are we're improving our football IQ. I mean, one of the issues here, um, you know, this is a longstanding tradition, but it's been for the last 20 years very up and down. There haven't been a lot of great moments necessarily in the last 20 years and there's been a ton of turnover there's in the last three years before i got here they these guys have been through um you know three coaches and so you know the kids are starting to pick up and understand the offense and defense i think our football iq is head and shoulders above where it was a year ago and, and it's just because it's it's the second year in the process your offensive line has also been kind of a neat story for you as well. Two seniors who hadn't played much time at all at the varsity level, level and Shimp and Gerber have really stepped up for you, haven't they? They have. We had, you know, the, the Pritchett twins, we knew we were going to step up and, and be players. Um, Henry Rappel, we knew was going to step up and be a player. But we graduated three really good interior linemen from a year ago, and we, we didn't know really who the new guys were going to be, who was going to fit into those spots. And, you know, Riley Shimp and, and Nico Gerber were two that, had not really played much on either side of the ball as juniors. And, you know, we didn't really know what to expect, but those two have, have been a pleasant surprise. They've been, given us great effort. They've they've come in and, and really uh, been part of what I think is a, 
an underrated offensive line. I mean, Carson's obviously a great back, but that offensive line is, has done a terrific job opening up holes for them. So those guys have been a great story. And defensively, I know we've kind of talked about it as a group quite a bit, and for sure for Mr. Hayek, but you got guys like Frederick, your son, and Brock kind of leading the defense as well. What do all those guys do well? And, you know, maybe what's their next level as the season goes on? Yeah, I mean, those three, Carter Brock, Doak Buttermore, Luke Frederick, three guys, um, two in the secondary and, and one at linebacker that that are just really the stalwarts of our defense. I mean, Luke is, is our best cover guy. Um, he doesn't have as many interceptions. A lot of people stay away from him, but he's a guy we match up, you know, on, on somebody else's best target much of the time. Um, and just a really steady player, really good uh, skills and, and good footwork and, and excellent speed. Uh, Doak is probably our best open field tackler. Um, and has, has made numerous big plays uh, in open space. And, and really, in a lot of ways, as a coach's kid, he's the quarterback of the defense. Uh, he commands the back half of the defense, at least. Uh, he gets us on the same page. He gets people lined up. And, and that's something that uh, that's a, a role that you need somebody to play each and every year. So fortunate to have that. And then Carter Brock is, uh, is the best of our, our linebackers. He's a true um, two-way linebacker in the sense that he, he's very good versus a run, but also a guy that excellent in pass coverage, understands uh, zone coverage, understands the schemes and the windows that, that you have to fit in uh, as a defender. So a really, really good player uh, that uh, that also helps coordinate the front seven. Now, I know Doak is not your only son that you've coached, you know, before. Is there anything you've learned about coaching your son and something you've um, kind of adjusted to the second time around here? Well, I've learned you, you can't talk football all the time. Uh, it's, you know, you you got to be a dad sometimes too, and I know that's tough, especially during the season. You're, it's tough to turn it off even when you're at home. But you know, I try. We try not to talk about those things too much. I mean, certainly we we reminisce uh, after big wins and and uh, talk about the good things. But but I try to be a dad too, and I think you know that it's changed me. I have an older son that played for me, obviously, and graduated a couple of years ago. And I think as a coach, and I tell all my young coaches, when when you start to have your own kids in the program, you see the impact that that a practice, a bad practice, coaches being upset, you see the impact it has on them. And it does change you a little bit as a coach. It makes you understand, you know, how it affects each individual person. And sometimes you don't see that until your own kids are in your house. Well, big game for you this week as well at uh, Owen Tangi Liberty. We'll be at that game. We'll send a camera. So check out uh, State Champs for highlights after the fact. But what are you looking for in that game? You know, what are you guys looking to limit overall? Well, they're a really good team. I think a lot of people... I uh, had the wrong opinion of them after a few weeks because they played such a tough schedule. They played St. X and Steubenville and, um, you know, lost a couple of games. But in the last few weeks, you know, they look a lot like the Liberty of the last several years. They got to the regional final or the state semifinals. Uh, they replaced, I think it's, like I said, it was a tough schedule and they replaced a lot of starters. Uh, but their run defense has been excellent. Um, almost nobody runs it on them. And uh, they, they, it's part of that is scheme and part of that is just their effort. I mean, they, they play really, really hard. And offensively, they're very, very balanced. They still have a good running attack and, and mix in a lot of good pass, about 60-40. Um, so, you know, you got to play solid to beat them. They don't beat themselves. They're a team that's really well coached, and their program is, has been entrenched. So they look very similar year to year, and uh, I say that in, in, a, in a positive way. That's good for them. It means their program is exactly what they want it to be. I guess you look back on, you know, when you were hired for this job and, you know, Theoretically, you'd love to have a normal, quote-unquote, year one. But you look back now, where are you guys in terms of what you want to establish here with Upper Arlington for years to come as a program, I guess? Yeah, well, I mean, I, it, we're, we're 
on the way. I mean, it's such a process. I talk to our kids all the time, and I know people get tired of hearing that that phrase, but you know, it, I mean, you cannot change the culture of the team. You cannot change the, the attitudes of it overnight as much as you would like to. Um, and I think for coaches, we're all impatient. Uh, you'd like to overnight be able to, to change things and get them exactly how you want them. Uh, but it's not. But I've seen great progress in our team this year. I've seen great progress in our program as a whole. Uh, we're undefeated at the, the JV level and at the freshman level. So part of what we talk about is being a winning program. We don't want to just win at the varsity level when we have a good a good class. We want to win throughout the program. And so I think the kids are understanding it. They're playing hard at those lower levels too. So we're on the way, but it's certainly still a, a work in progress. Well, Coach, thanks for stopping by. Uh, continue to have success this year. We look forward to catching up again soon. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Well, we want to thank our presenting sponsor one more time, Lawrence Technological University. You can recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com. Again, that's ltuathletics.com. We thank everybody for tuning in this week. Can't believe we're already winding down in the regular season of this high school football playoff stretch. But... We will be with you all throughout the state playoffs, culminating in the state championship game. A lot of great stories to get to. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at at StateChampsOH. Follow us on Facebook and everywhere where you track down podcasts as well. You can head to Spreaker right now and see every State Champs podcast. Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, they're all covered there. And excited to have you back next week. 